So, uh, welcome to Bleachcast, uh, or, fuck, I fucked that up, I said the wrong name. Oh god, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a morning. One of those days. One of those days, listen, I was up till 2am finishing these summaries because I was bad and I procrastinated and also I had to celebrate my wife's birthday yesterday and so really if you think about it it's my wife's fault I mean that's a real valid reason you could have come in here completely blind with that reason yeah I I was actually like vaguely considering surprising y'all and oh Lynn says happy birthday honey they said thank you I don't know if you heard that um they, they just came in here smiling. Oh, God. Um, God, what was I going to say? I, I actually did consider coming in here with nothing because I thought it would be really funny, but also I didn't want to put y'all through that the experience of, hey, I prepped nothing. <laughs> eh. I mean, worst case, I also take down summaries, so. True. I, I just thought it would be really funny if we just fucking improved like, an entire... <laughs> episode, but also we're on a, a bit of a time crunch. Welcome to It'll Wash Out, a Bleach Rewatch podcast. I'm your co-host, Lily. I'm Sam. And we have our podcast specter, Lynn, in the chat with us. Uh, we are on time crunch today, so we're going to get right into the summaries. Might as well just uh, start off. Does that sound good to you, Sam? Uh, just one little note, uh, I am using a new microphone setup, so if anyone's listening along and there's, like, some weird audio stuff, that's probably the reason, uh, if the, the microphone is a lot clearer, but also makes the background noise a lot clearer, so if that causes issues, I'm gonna try to find out some solutions in the coming week. Yeah, just, uh, let us know, like, DM us on Discord if you're in the Friends of the Table chat, or just, like, let us know there, or you can email us, uh, we'll go ahead and drop the email at the end of the show, or you can just, uh, go ahead and add us on Twitter, uh, no worries, we'll, we'll figure something out. Alright, so, let's get to it, with episode 11. Episode 11, The Legendary Quincy. We open on the funniest shit this show has put out this far, with Ichigo and the gang being reprimanded by a buff man named Kagine in the principal's office for the ruckus Ichigo and Rukia caused on Don Kanonji's show, which was broadcast nationwide. Totsuki's like, why are we here? We had no involvement with the incident, despite being present. She sticks her tongue out at Ichigo. She and Orohime leave, and Keigo attempts to leave as well, but Kagune says he's just as guilty as Ichigo for doing nothing to stop him. I really appreciate Tatsuki just 100% tossing Ichigo under the bus. She's like, I mean, mean, yeah, we were there, but we weren't with them. That's just a complete coincidence. All right, ciao, bye, we're going back to class. Yeah, it's it's so fucking funny. Kagane berates Keigo for his ignorance, but then Never Meant to Belong starts playing as Rukia tears up, apologizing for failing to stop Ichigo, causing a distraction as Ichigo and friends exit through the window. This was so fucking funny. Like, she starts, like, actually just, like, fake tearing up, and just immediately the boom, 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 boom. <laughs> like Lynn says, someone get this girl an award. Like, Oscar-worthy tears, she just immediately turns on the waterworks, the the teacher has no idea what to do, everyone else jumps out the window. 
Kanye notices and calls out, only to turn to see Rukia has disappeared as well. The principal tells Kagane he doesn't need to scold the kids so much, and Kagane is amazed the faculty would be so carefree. It's so good. Oh, it's so good. The gang walk through campus and talk a bit, while Rukia asserts she would never really sell out Ichigo. Her soul pager starts beeping, and she and Ichigo abscond, leaving Orihime to wonder if they're seeing each other. Chad looks up at a nearby building, where a mysterious figure stares down the group. Arriving in an alley, Ichigo and Rukia find a cowering spirit, but no hollow. Ichigo suggests the pager must be broken, while asking the hole if he happened to, stay a, if he happened to slay a hollow. There's a gag where the duo step on the spirit's face while they basically interrogate him, and eventually he reveals his eyes had been closed the entire time. They perform Konso, and the same strange figure from before watches from a rooftop. The next day, everyone gathers to see their test scores, and this is unimportant, but Ichigo and Chad did pretty well. Kego freaks out about it. There's, like, a weird... Like, he goes into this whole, like, Oh, you, you're you not part of the idiot squad like us, you fucking nerd! <laughs> and, like, he just has, like, several back-to-back jokes about it. And I was like, what is this? Doesn't he call, like... Doesn't he call Ichigo a pervert for it, too? Very normal teenager behavior, Lin's being serious. I mean, true, I suppose, but I've always been the nerd, so I feel like I I haven't gotten... I haven't been ostracized because of my notes. I've been ostracized for the rest of my nerd behavior. Fair. I was made fun of for wearing glasses, uh, and it was assumed I played World of Warcraft, which, to be fair, eventually I did, but I, I didn't at the time. Ichigo looks at the top student and reads Amitatsu Ishida, which Orihime corrects to actually read Uryu Ishida, revealing that he's a boy in their class. Ichigo wonders how this is possible, and Rukia yells at her phone, which is on the ground, trying to reach Urahara. She states she can't tell if the soul pager is broken and ends up tapping it, but it starts beeping and she grabs Ichigo again, leading Mizuhiro to believe they really are a couple. I love the scene of Rukia just putting the phone down so she can point and scold it. She's like, <laughs> bad phone, bad pager. <laughs> You're not working properly and this is your fault. Yeah, she like props it up against like a wall and just like stands and points at it and starts yelling at it. And it's like, Rukia, that is not how a normal teenager uses a phone, honey. As they run out, Ichigo bumps into who we can only assume is Uryu, the same figure we see in all episode, because Bleach is very subtle. Once again, there is no hollow when they arrive, and they both complain about the soul pager being useless. Ichigo returns to his body, and the two bicker as Uryu arrives, asking if they are breaking up. They turn to face him, and he greets them both by name while wearing a white uniform. Uryu reveals that he knows Ichigo can see souls, and notes a new hollow has appeared, right before the soul pager beeps again. Ichigo asks what direction it's in, while Uryu raises an arm, saying, Over there, and calls Ichigo a bad soul reaper for not being able to tell. The cross hanging off Uryu's wrist becomes a spectral bow and arrow, launching it directly into a hollow's head right as it enters the human world. It immediately disappears, and the duo realizes this is why they thought the pager was broken. Uru is really cool. Like, this is a really cool introduction to his power. Although, it's kind of weird that they spend the entire first half of this episode, like, treating him like a creepy serial killer. Yeah. Like, whenever he shows up in the background, it's like, da-da. But then, 
like, before there's any actual conflict, he just shows up and he's like, yo, what's up? <laughs> For real? And, like, then he just one-shots a hollow. <laughs> like, god, like, we've always seen Ichigo struggle. Also, my wife just stole my water. Hey, honey? Can I have my water back? <laughs> I'm recording a podcast. <laughs> I know I have a habit of leaving water out, but I'm recording a show. <laughs> I've been having bad acid because my omeprazole, which is not prescription anymore. Thanks, America. I, I ran out of it and I've been too broke to afford more because it's like 22 bu- uh, bucks a bottle. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, it's, it's great. I used to dream of a day. I used to dream of a time where I would move to America. And then I started like talking to people in America about health stuff. <laughs> so you started having a brain, is what you're saying. It was an eye-opening experience. Yeah. More realistically, it's like 23 bucks for, like, a package of, like, three bottles, but it only lasts you a few weeks, so... It's still expensive. It adds up, and it adds up fast. It really does. Can I help you? Aiden is, like, in here manically cleaning. Hold on. I'm just getting my pills! Yeah? Sorry, I can't you. It's okay. I, I forgive you this once. This is gonna make good uh, bonus content, I guess. It's not bonus content. It's always bonus. Hey, everybody, here's a special guest appearance from my wife! <laughs> Everything is content. Everything is content when you're a podcast show co-host. Hashtag America. <laughs> Gotta stay on brand. <laughs> but yeah, Udiu, like, one-shots a hollow the very first time he shows up, which I think is insane, because we've always seen Ichigo just, like, struggle with them, and is just like, I know exactly where it's gonna be, I have this bow and arrow, it's dead. That's what I thought at first, but then I, like, I thought back to the last couple of episodes, and for a lot of the hollows, if Ichigo actually, like, if Ichigo actually gets, like, a good fighting stance, he usually, like, one-shots them, or maybe two-shots them. So it's, so it's not, like, an, a huge level above him, but it's mostly the fact that he knows where the hollow's coming from before it even shows out. True, 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 true. Uryu introduces himself officially before stating that he's a Quincy and hates Soul Reapers. In fact, he hates Ichigo. Cut to next day, an annoyed Ichigo wonders about Uryu's various insults, vowing to get him next time, before realizing he has forgotten Uryu's first name. Orihime shows up, guessing he's talking to himself about Uryu. They strike a pose as Ichigo confirms the name, and telling Orihime that she's well informed. is like, I'm not well informed, he's just in the same crafts club as me. She opens the door to the crafts room, and we get a scene of Michiru bringing a torn stuffed doll to Uryu, who grabs it, throws it into the air, sewing up the tear, and biting off the thread. It's so fucking epic. It's over- it's over the top as hell. It's like the- the most, like, lavishly animated part of this entire episode, and I can't believe Ichigo doesn't remember this nerd. Like, how do you (laughs) not remember a guy who does this all the time? So, so real talk, is gay, right? Like, totally? Eh? I also- I have free- I have, in the past, definitely read him as ace. I- I can see that, too. It, it, I just- 
the way he bites off the thread. <laughs> like there, there is like like part of the joke here is like, oh, look at this really serious guy, and he's doing this feminine uh, hobby, right? Like that's part of the joke that we're supposed to take. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like Uryu is like too. One, he's too up his own ass, but also <laughs> he's like too antisocial to actually want to commit to any relationships. I feel like he'd just be too serious and like he'd like get like a boyfriend or something and then at some point he'd just be like, Hold on, I gotta go take care of something and he'd do that like every day and eventually the boyfriend would get sick of it. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> it's and he's like unlike Ichigo, he doesn't have to run out, he just like goes to the bathroom and like leans his hand out the window. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he tosses the doll back, and Michiru thanks him, but he, like, coldly states it was no big deal. Orihime is like, he'd be nice if he wasn't mean, <laughs> and Ichigo walks away. Orihime inquires about him and Uryu. Ichigo says, basically nothing happened. But later, Uryu stops and asks Ichigo if he plans on following him all day. Ichigo asks when he first noticed, to which he says, since I saw you two at the door. He says that Ichigo's spiritual energy is constantly leaking out and that anybody, even a monkey, would notice. He talks about Ichigo's lack of detection ability and uses the fact he's never been noticed by Ichigo as proof. He goes on about how he's known about Ichigo's energy since he's entered the school, knows when he became a soul reaper, and knows Rukia is one too. Several spirit ribbons show up, and Uduyu teleports to Ichigo, grabbing a red spirit ribbon. Ichigo's, revealing that the Soul Reaper ribbons are a different color from normal spirit ribbons. He challenges Ichigo to a duel to find out who is stronger and to prove Soul Reapers are not necessary. This entire scene, and this becomes like a, it becomes a plot point later on, uh, but they're, like, they make a huge deal about the fact that Ichigo doesn't send solos or just other people's spiritual pressure, but... There's also, like, that huge bit back in episode, like, three or four where if he tries, he can just do the top-grade-level spirit-sensing technique and pick someone out of a crowd. True. So, so I, I saw this, and I was immediately thinking back to that, and I'm like, how do, do, how do both of these moments exist in this universe? It's it's really something. Like, I, I really feel like Ishigo, like, could have been like, hey, I've done that. And, like, Udi would have been like, wait, really? Well, probably not, but... <laughs> but yeah, I really feel like Ichigo could have, like, said something here about how he's done that too. But it does, like... I don't know, I do like the world-building moment that's like, oh, hey, Soul Reapers have different colored ribbons. Yeah, like Lynn mentions, it's like... It's like when she goes for months not doing anything and then getting a random burst of competency. And it would make... Like, I've seen... I've done that a lot, and a lot of teenagers do that too. I just think it would have been nice to have, like, a little moment where Ichigo was like, I did that once, and then I wasn't able to try it again. Yeah. Like, I, I, I tr I've tried since, and I just haven't been able to. You know, that kind of, like, oh, I was able to do this in a crisis, and then I, like, I lost it. Yeah, I agree there. Cut to Urahara shop. Jinta is being a shit to Ururu as usual. When Tessai grabs him... He's the worst. Jinta is so bad. I... Rukia kicks Tessai in the butt, but hurts herself while doing so, while Tessai appears not to have even felt it. She hits Urahara and tells him she came in person because he hasn't been answering her calls. 
He's like, we've been busy. And Rukia says she needs to ask Udahara something. Ichigo turns down the duel at first, but Uryu says, oh, so you're chicken and just a substitute Soul Reaper, right? You only take orders from Rukia, huh, dude? Loser. While Rukia asks Urahara about Quincy's. He notes he hasn't heard the name in a long time, Tessai confirming it has been almost 200 years. Rukia asks what the name means, and Urahara explains that they were a tribe who used to destroy hollows. They went extinct 200 years ago and were humans with powers like Ichigo, sensing hollows and setting out to destroy them. A big difference in how they operate, however, is that when a soul reaper kills a hollow, it purifies them, allowing their soul to go to soul society. But when a Quincy kills a hollow, it's permanent. The soul dies forever. It should also be noted that this is framed as a, like, not as, oh, this is a different thing their powers do, but rather the tribe decide, like, the tribe decided, hey, you're killing our people, so instead of letting you pass on, we're going to, like, we're going to revenge murder you. Yeah. It's a, it's a decision that they take to eradicate the soul of the hollows that they fight. Yeah, it, it is definitely, like, worth, like, mentioning that just for clarification's sake. I don't know how I feel about this yet, like... I'm, I'm gonna have to, like, keep watching the show and see how, like, Quincy stuff, like, grows on me, because, like, there is a lot I don't remember about Quincy's, and we're going to, like, get a lot. I, I don't have a lot of faith that they're going to be handling the, like, tribe thing well, but we're going to have to see where it goes. I have a feeling that, like, I think they, they use the word tribe, or at least the English translation uses the word tribe. But I think it's basically just, this is a group of people with powers, and that's as far as they go. Yeah. Urahara continues, stating that they killed Hollows because they believed they were avenging their loved ones, revealing these beliefs to be the reason they were destroyed. Ichigo accepts the duel and shoves a fist into a fearful clone who was in his backpack, swallowing the pill and switching to Soul Reaper form. Kone runs away, and Ichigo asks for the rules of the duel, ending the episode. I was kind of surprised by how little happened this episode. Yeah, it's not a very, like, it's, there's the really good joke at the, at the start, and then there's, they just kind of, like, meander along between, like, two, two or three different, like, set pieces where we're getting, like, we're being fed some information, but a lot of the episode is just Uryu and and, uh, Ichigo, like, looking menacingly at each other. Yeah, and, like, another, like, half of the episode is just, like, goofs. And, like, goofs aren't bad, especially when the goofs are, like, funny, because they were pretty funny this episode, I'll give it that. But, like, it also did, like, linger on, like, Kago's bullshit for, like, what was it, like, maybe a minute or two of the runtime? So, I think this is a good, as good a point as any to go into, like, the changes in the, um... The differences between the manga and the anime in this uh, for this chapter, okay? Uh, because the next the next episode has almost no changes, but this one has a couple of there's a couple of things that they cut out, which is weird because there's so much like slow meandering in the episode. <laughs> uh, so just there's some minor things in the goofs, like each, the I'm not going to go over like every different joke as we go forward because that's just, like a lot of them just don't really matter. But there is a moment where Don Kanonji shows up at Ichigo's house, and the and Ichigo just like and he opens the door, sees it's Don Kanonji, and closes the door and locks it. <laughs> <laughs> and then Kanonji's like, "But, 
but why? No! Like, I got your friend to show me where you live! And then it, the camera, like, pans left, and it's just Rukia holding an armful of dumplings, and she has a little flower crown, and Ichigo's like, oh my god, he bribed her. Now he knows where I live. What is going on? That's incredible. Wasn't Don Kanonji in, like, the preview for this episode, or am I just, like, making that up? I'm not certain, actually. Uh, this might be something that they come back to later, because I know a lot- what, Another reason I don't want to go through, like, all the little jokes that are different is that I know they save- They gather them, and then they'll do, like, filler episodes with them sometimes. Well, I'm, I'm going to that episode of Bleach, because I want to confirm this, because I'm gonna, like, drive myself nuts, like, if, you know, I, I was making this up. So Yeah, 100%. But the- So while you're doing that, the- the reason that scene is important, though, is that it leads to the first instance of uh, Ichigo and Rukio like running off and not not having a hollow to fight. But as they run off from the the uh, Kurosaki clinic, Karen sees them run. Like he she sees Ichigo in his Soul Reaper mode and Rukio running together. The manga also doesn't frame Uryu as like this weird, creepy, like serial killer thing. Like they they basically just have the one. Oh, the both of them run past him and he looks back at them. Moment. When they get to the whole, like, oh, Ichigo and Orihime and Chad are all, like, actually really good students and kind of smart. There's this whole thing about how Ichigo goes into having, like, the fact that he's got orange hair, naturally. The fact that he has that makes him a target for bullies because he's different and people think that he's trying to stand out. And he has this whole bit where he says, no matter how many times I tell the older guys it's not died, they still want to kick my butt, and the faculty all have their eyes on me, which sucks. I've got a bad temper, I get in fights easily. If the faculty hassles me, I usually mouth off, and then they say I have a behavior problem and the whole thing snowballs. I've got a lot of things going against me, so I try to keep my grades up. The faculty doesn't ride you so hard if you have good grades. And that's basically the... the re Well, the... Like, Lin mentions that they do say that in the episode that he stays at home and he studies. Uh, but the manga, I feel, goes into, like, much more depth about how, like, it's not just that he stays home and studies a lot. It's specifically that he studies so that when he gets in trouble, because he inevitably will, the faculty is, like, a little bit kinder on him. And then there's even a, there's an introspective Keigo moment, which I know sounds That's wild. completely, <laughs> like that sounds completely wild, but there's an introspective Keigo moment where he's like, he's thinking to himself and he says, oh, just now, the way Chico called the teachers the faculty, it makes them sound like institution, institutional torture machines. <laughs> Ichigo must have experienced all kinds of discrimination because of how he looks. Things the rest of us can't imagine. And then it goes into his, like, nerd jokes, which is weird. <laughs> That's so weird! And then the, the the manga also has a moment where they mention that, like, it's not just Ichigo's friends that think Rukia and Ichigo are dating. Like, the entire school thinks this because they saw them on TV together. That's really funny. By the way, can confirm it was not in... <laughs> the preview. It was just that Don Kanonji was the one doing the preview. Yeah. And then the the one other bit that I feel like was really lost in the anime adaptation is you know that really weird bit where Uryu fixes the plushie and then says like, no, it's not a problem? Mm -hmm. And is like, he would have friends if he wasn't so rude. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
it but it really does read as he would be nice if he wasn't mean <laughs> like but like the subs for the anime just say it was nothing the translation in the manga is don't thank me it was nothing oh like, that's not that's not the same sentence at all <laughs> that's co- that's a completely different sentiment that makes so and much like, more sense and it's like oh this is why she says that you know he's he's like no like don't thank me. I was just doing something simple. Like it's fine. Which yeah, that does come off as like super rude. <laughs> like, well, yeah. So it's like, oh, that's a weird thing that I I think they could have kept in the anime. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird that the episode like meanders so much. Like when there's like all this content they could have pulled from. Yeah, and then the one final thing is that uh, dur- after the nerd stuff where Kago and I forget his name, the short kid, Mizuru. Yeah, Mizuru. When those two like run off because they're like, "We're gonna be, we're gonna stick to being friends because we're the only idiots here," <laughs> and they run off. There is like this one panel gag with Tatsuki and Urihime being like, "Well, and yet they're not nearly as obnoxious as they used to be." Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, "Oh my god, how bad was Keigo before?" I don't want to know. Wait, actually, I do. Hey, Mister. Uh... Tute Kubo, can, I know you're listening. I know every single time Bleach is mentioned, your, like, sleeper agent activates. Hey, Kubo, write us a manga about Keigo as a kid. Look at that face of his. His introspective face. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should probably go ahead and take our five, ten minute break. Absolutely. Alright, be right back, y'all. Episode 12, A Gentle Right Arm Uryu and Ichigo stare each other down, and Uryu takes a small disc out, explaining it as hollow bait. It will attract them once crushed and scattered. The winner of the duel is whoever kills the most hollows within 24 hours. Ichigo gets mad at Uryu for endangering the citizens for a duel, and Uryu's like, shut up, I'll kill so many hollows, and crushes the bait. I love... How, like, before Uru even, like, does, uh, even uses the bait and scatters it, like, before, as soon as he explains, like, oh yeah, I'm gonna summon a bunch of hollow, Ichigo is, like, immediately clocking that summoning hollows for sport, probably not a good idea. (laughs) Yeah, Ichigo's just, like, immediately, like, no, you're fucking not. He's like, excuse me, you're gonna put everyone in this town in danger, what is wrong with you? (laughs) Uru doing this to be the most extra kid at the school. Suddenly, a tear in the sky appears, and a hollow begins to appear, but is immediately one-shot by Uryu, counting one for him. Ichigo grabs his collar, demanding he undo the bait, and Uryu states the die has been cast. Soon the town will be overrun by hollows. Isn't there something else you should be doing? Ichigo lets him go, and Uryu casually walks past, reminding Ichigo that hollows attack people with high spiritual energy leading our boy to realize that his family is in danger. He runs off, and Uryu states that Ichigo really hasn't realized that there are others with high spiritual energy around him. Uryu sees his grandfather in the sky, and summons his bow, stating he hates soul reapers. Like Lin says, Uryu, the real meat in 15 of this show. For real. And at the same time, it's like, it's a cool moment where Uryu's like, there are people close to you who have high spiritual powers besides your family. But even if or even if 
there's the scenario where Ichigo is fully aware of everyone who has high spiritual pressure around him. He's, like, let's be real, he's still running for his sisters. Absolutely. Like, like this would not change his reaction to this scene in, like, at all. At best, maybe he would call one of them on a phone or something, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, maybe. Be like, hey, get to, like, Kurosaki Clinic or something. Yeah, but he is absolutely, like, it's like, oh, Orihime and Chad might be in danger? Yeah, but my sisters. <laughs> like, Back at school, Tatsuki is resting while she notices and criticizes two flirting souls. Orihime shows up, and Tatsuki thinks back to the day of the hollow attack at Orihime's house. She doesn't remember a lot of it, only pain and seeing somebody who looked a little like Rukio. She had thought it was a dream, but Orihime had the same experience. Tatsuki has been seeing spirits ever since. Another soul taunts Tatsuki with his butt, leading her to shooing it, which Orihime reacts to with reasonable confusion. Glass breaks, and apparently all the windows on the first floor of a building shattered. This ghost is just like, hey, we're butt friends. Yeah, this ghost, this ghost is the worst. I agree. But I'm all, but it's also like, I 100% have met people who would be this ghost. <laughs> Same. And I'm like, well, you're the worst. You're an accurate worst, but you are the worst. God. Orihime notices something weird in the sky as Totsuki runs off. In a field, Karin is playing soccer with her friends, but notices the same weird darkness in the sky as her friend tells her to kick the ball. Ichigo kills a hollow, making a count of three, and notes the time, knowing Karin must be playing somewhere, wondering to himself where she might be. Uryu kills five hollows, counting eleven kills, before noticing the darkness in the sky. Um, I wanted to ask here, just because, like, I'm not sure, but, like, it did give me pause... One of the kids, I uh, like, isn't darker skinned than any of the other kids, but he does have an afro and, like, big lips, and, like, does that read as kind of racist to y'all? A little bit. It's definitely, like, the, um, like, I think the, it, it reads as the tip, like, not typical, but, like, the usual, like, this artist never. This artist basically never draws any black people, and then yeah. now now he's drawing, you know, like maybe a biracial kid. Yeah, Lynn says big lips drawn in that specific way is always going to be racist. Yeah, I agree. It's like what gave me pause about it is that like his skin color is the same as every other character, so I'm like, is this as bad? But I think the answer is yeah. It's 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 not good. You'll get a pretty you'll get a pretty good example to compare against because Shaman King is getting remade. Back at Urahara's shop, Urahara looks up as well, and Rukia's pager goes off. She prepares to run off when the beeping stops. She's like, Ichigo must be doing pretty well, before it starts beeping immediately again. She looks at the screen and the beeping stops again. It starts up one more time and the radar screen the radar screen shows several hollows leading Rukia to exclaim, this shouldn't be possible. She runs outside and notices the darkness, wondering what this heavy and agitated spiritual energy is. I really like, like, every, we, we get several shots throughout this episode of, like, there's multiple characters who just, who realize something's wrong and then they look at the sky and then there's, like, this big, dark, like, kind of storm cloudy yeah. thing. And it's like, 
like it's it's really good like just constantly like upping the the dread because it it keeps getting like more and more menacing the more they focus on it and it's like oh man like what's gonna happen there that it's always a good thing when like something happening in the world connects a bunch of characters who are in different places that for me is always a really good trope and this does it really well yeah Ichigo confronts a few more hollows, killing all three of them and sheathing his Zanpakuto. He continues his search for Karin. At the bridge, Uduyu fires some more shots, and we cut to downtown Karakura, where Chad stares at the sky and has a funny exchange with his friend Gitano about, like, rice bowls or something. Yeah, well, the exchange there is that they're going to lunch because there's a special lunch. There's a lunch special. They. Chad is in a band? <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> Uh, with these two presu- either high school dropouts or adults. And they're like, yo, we don't have the money to buy food normal unless it's on special. So we need to get to this restaurant before lunch hour stops and it stops being on special. Because we're not students like you. We can't just go to school and get a free meal. And I was like, oh, that's like a, that's like a weird, like big character thing to have on, like, a, a side character that I assume is never going to show up again the rest of the series. Yeah, for real! I was like, that's, a, that's like, a really interesting, like, conflict that the guy has, where he's like, yo, like, I know you're distracted, but we have to get the, to this thing, because otherwise, me and the other guy, we're not eating today. Yeah, no, that, like, it's good, but also, it's like, why focus on this right now? Yeah, it's like, okay, you, like, this guy's... This guy's getting disappeared, like, as soon as this episode's over, right? Like, we're never- we're probably never seeing Chad's band again, I guess? I don't think we're seeing Chad's band again. I would like to have more details like this, though. I would like to see Chad's band play. Same! Do you think Chad sings? 100% he doesn't. Yeah, that makes sense. They put him on vocal one night, and then he- (laughs) and he, like, took the microphone in his hand because the stand doesn't go high enough. And then it goes- I can't do this. <laughs> yeah, he just, he opens his mouth, waits ten seconds, and then goes, actually, hold on, let, just give me my bass again. <laughs> oh, the cat absolutely plays bass. A hollow crashes into the ground, and it knocks down Gitano and Ide. Chad can see a distortion where the hollow, known as Bulbous G, is standing. <laughs> Chad I'm sorry, up- what? <laughs> yeah, this hollow's name is Bulbous G. Wow. Bulbous G. Just the letter G. I was not I was not prepared for this. <laughs> yeah, that. That. Exactly what Sam just said. It's Bulbous G. <laughs> B-U-L-B-O-U-S space G. <laughs> it's the Kitano and Ine to get away as Bulbous G attacks. After all, he's the one being targeted. He intends... <laughs> Fuck. He intends... <laughs> he intends to run to a place where nobody is around. Oh, I don't worry. I will say Bulbous G as much as I can be allowed. 
Cut back to soccer. Karin accidentally gives a kid a bloody nose, and the kids bicker a bit. She apologizes and states she's going home, and walks away, stating she can't concentrate. But she encounters Chad, noting he's one of Ichigo's friends, and he knows that she is Ichigo's little sister. He saves her from an attack from Bulbous G, leading Karin to wonder what the hell she's seeing. It's Bulbous G, Karin. Deal with it. The other kids notice the shaking, and Chad notices that Bulbous G has stopped moving, but can't tell what he's doing. <laughs> I, I can't get over the name being Bulbous G. I, I found this out last night at like 1am while I was writing this summary, and I'm like, this is too much. Don't let Bulbous G defeat you, Lily. You you can make it through this review. <laughs> Bulbous Car- G terrorizes teens in local park. Thank, Hello and welcome thank you, to Lynn. Bulbous G cast. Oh, oh my god. Karn reveal. <laughs> I'm sorry, this is too much. <laughs> It's so dumb. Why would Kobo think Bulbous G was a good name? Oh, oh this is staying in the episode, by the way. I, I need people to know the pain I went through. They, they must know our trials and tribulations versus Bulbous G. <laughs> I can't. Keep doing this. Bulbous G is the end of Bleach Cast. It's n- no more. This is we peaked. This is the end. I'm 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 going to leave and I'm going to walk immediately into my own casket. <sighs> Karin reveals she can see Bulbous G very clearly, and we get a good bit of Karin directing Chad as to the Hollow's location. They fight a bit and Chad gets hit, flying back. Karin calls out and her friends ask if she beat up Chad, but then call her moody when she tells them to run. Chad has a flashback to his time in Mexico with his grandfather, who asks if he hits somebody for hurting him again. He praises Chad, saying he is gifted physically by God. Grandpa explains that people who are different are oppressed, asserting that Chad must be kind to learn why he's so strong. Chad says his body is like this so that he can protect others, and God do he and Ichigo need to be dating. He has such, like, a good, like, I, I have learned, my fists aren't big so that I can hurt others. My body is big so that I can protect. And I was like, damn, Chad, you're such a good character. Chad is the best character in this show. Like, it, it, it's Chad, Ichigo. Like, very, there's very small difference, like, between, like, how good they are, but I think Chad is just a little better. I just, I, I want to give Chad a hug. Do you think Chad would give good hugs? I think he would give really awkward hugs, because he's scared of hurting people. That makes sense. He turns to face Bulbous G, asking Grandpa Oscar to lend him strength as he throws a punch at the same time as Bulbous G, releasing an... I, I want y'all to know, like, I, I've written the hollow several times here, but I'm making it a point to say Bulbous G as much as I can. As he throws a punch at the same time as Bulbous G, releasing a bunch of energy where the two fists clash. 
Karin stares in shock while the dust cloud clears, revealing that Chad's right arm has transformed into some kind of armored form. Bulbous G attempts to attack again, and Chad fucks him up so bad. Karin runs up and asks if Chad is okay, and Chad just gives this, like, really funny, like, thumbs up before, like, falling over, and it, like, visibly embarrasses Karin. She's like, oh my god, you are such a goddamn nerd. <laughs> it's so funny. I, I just, god, Chad's so good. Chad collapses and he thinks about the armor suddenly appearing, wondering what exactly is going on with his body. He asks if Karin is okay, to which she tearfully replies that Chad is the only one who got hurt. He's like, that's good, but she kicks him, stating that even one person getting hurt isn't good. This whole bit is really good. Like, I've, I very much really, really enjoy the like the character who will be self-sacrificial and put themselves in harm's way to protect everyone. Like, I love that character archetype, and it frequently becomes my favorite character in the series whenever it shows up. Same! It's so good! That said, the like that character gets exponentially better when there is someone else to call them out on their selfish bullshit, and they're like, yo, your hero martyr complex, like, not actually a great thing. You have to take care of yourself, because if you don't, other people are also going to get hurt, because you're hurt. I really like Karin this episode. Like, it's good stuff. It's it's part of what makes, like, early Bleach, like, this good. Like, Lin said in the chat, uh, like, the issues with Bleach is that there's so many good characters, like, that are, there's, like, some really, really strong characters, and then, then the rest of the show happens. Yeah, I was, like, telling, like, my ex yesterday while I was driving them home, uh, that, like, we were, like, talking about the podcast, and they were like, oh, you have so much willpower for doing this, I'm like... It's a curse, but you know what? I'll get through it. What's really going to be fun is when we have, like, nothing to talk about because the Arankar arcs happen for six seasons. Jesus Christ. Yes. Yes, they do. That's right. People who have not seen Bleach, there is... Not spoiling what it's about, not going to go into it, but there is a series of arcs that last for six seasons with filler seasons interspersed in between. And let's not forget, Bleach seasons start, like, Bleach, as a forever anime, the likes of One Piece and Naruto, began before the, uh, before the 12 or 13 episode core was, like, very rigidly enforced. Like, you, it would sit, the average anime was still 13, 26, or 52 episodes, that was still a thing, but it wasn't, like, 99% of anime was specifically this. So, Bleach seasons tend to run, like, 20 to 30 season, uh, episodes per season. Yeah, it, they're long. There's like six there's six seasons of this that are all about the Iron Car, and then it's like, these seasons are longer than two seasons of any other show. <laughs> mm-hmm. We've got a lot to get through. Is it weird that I'm like, weirdly most excited for the filler arcs that I haven't seen? Well, it's gonna be cool, because neither of us have seen them, right? Yeah, ex except for the Bountarks. Like, I've seen the Bountarks. Both of us have seen the Bountarks. Which so. are the first filler arcs, uh, which come up, like, I want to say around episode 60? Some might call them the first major the the first major barrier. <laughs> it'll it, be our real, it'll be our first crisis. 
Yeah, it's... Woof. Karin storms off to go get a sheen so he can treat Chad, telling him not to move from this spot. We cut back to school, and Tatsuki and a classmate are crouched down, cleaning up all the broken glass, while Orihime stares fearfully at the shadowy blob on the roof, ending the episode. This was a good episode. It was a good episode. Well, it was a chat episode, which makes it a good episode. Uh, yeah. The So, manga differences for this one are almost non-existent. Uh, just the the major one, well, quote, the biggest one is basically that Ishida's taunting in the anime is more along the lines of like, oh, you can't do anything without Rukia's permission. Like, she's holding your leash and that kind of stuff. Well, in the manga, it's more about, oh, you can't do anything without her guidance. Like, you don't know how to do stuff without her. Which I yeah. think fe- I think feels more appropriate for, like, Ichigo's personality. And I then agree. when it's once it starts focusing on Chad, it never cuts back to Ishida or Ichigo. It's just, here's Chad's story, we're going through this, boom, 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 here's all the plot beats, and then we're done. Next uh, week we're going through, like, Tatsuki or Hime stuff, yeah? Yeah. Okay. It's... The, spoiler alert, but it's the it's the pair of episodes... Or I don't know how long the the mini arc is. I assume it's just one episode, but the it's an episode that made me go, oh, this character, these two characters are my favorite characters. I I remember this very clearly, and also like, oh, this thing that happens, my favorite power set. And then it doesn't really come up. And then Bleach happened. Yeah, it doesn't really ever come up. Not importantly, anyway. I. I really wonder if the filler arcs... I doubt this. I really wonder if the filler arcs are going to treat the female characters any better than the manga does. I think they give... I think they give them conflicts. Like, I think they give them fights, and they give them, like, rivals. Mm-hmm. Um, I vaguely remember that, at least from the Bounto arc. Um, but, you know. I don't expect the... I don't expect the filler anime crew to write women any better than Kubo does. Agreed. It's a it's a lowest shit bar and I don't expect them to step over it. These were solid episodes. I I actually enjoyed watching them this week. They were good. I really enjoyed them. Also, like the anime does a thing that the manga doesn't, which is actually really good though. The focusing on like that big presence in the sky and just like building up that future dread of what the hell it is. Mm-hmm. Manga manga completely cuts that out. Or Manga wow. doesn't have that at all, and it kind of, like it messes with the tone. I think like I think the overall tone of the the Chad fight is better in the manga because it keeps the focus on him, but the like the overarching like Ishida plot feels more tense in the anime because you've got like that oh like something is clearly happening there and like shit's gonna pop off later. What is over there? Yeah, I I'm glad the anime did that then. Yeah, it's a it's a really good chain. It's like, and I wanted to call it out specifically because I I want to keep mentioning some of the differences uh, between the manga and anime because some of them, like even the Kago moment, has like some cool um, character interactions or uh, backstory stuff added to it. But mm-hmm. in this case, I it's also important to go. It's not like the manga isn't one hundred percent better than the anime in all cases. This is very specifically a thing that the anime did and added that was actually like, yo, that's really cool. 
I might actually start reading the manga alongside you. Like, I'll let you be the one to, like, take the notes for it. Because, like, I don't know, I like you having the manga corner. Um, but, like, I might start reading the manga as well, just so I can get, like, a feel for the vibe. Yeah, it could be interesting. Um, we should probably end the show. This might be, like, one of the tightest episodes we've recorded thus far. Hell yeah. Uh, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at, uh, Bleachcast. At Bleachcast. We, uh, we give big thanks to Bulbus G and all his friends, uh, Bulbus C, Bulbus Q, and Squat Tim. I, I don't know where I'm going there. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you can find me on Twitter specifically at Lavender underscore Pause. You can find me at SSBSLJ, and you can find Lynn on Instagram at L-O-T-E underscore L-A-K-E. And we will see you next week. Wait, Stay we have cool. an email to plug. Oh, wait, we do have an email to plug. Fuck! Uh, you can email us when, with any questions or feedback at I, IWOBleachCast at gmail.com. And now we're ending the episode for real this time. I swear to God. Now we're ending for realsies. Goodbye, Bulbous G. Goodbye, Bulbous C. Goodbye, Bulbous Q. And most importantly, goodbye, Short Tim. So long, Bulbous G. It was only your. It was your unfortunate reality to have to be faced against the chattest of chads. I did say Squat Tim earlier, but I'm changing it to Short Tim. I think it's funnier. Stay cool, chads. Stay cool, Jets.